0: This is the Morning Brief from the Economic Times. A fight between India's biggest tech companies and its telecom trio over the allocation of 5G airwaves may be a potential dampener for its long-awaited, massively expensive auction. The tech companies led by TCS are locking horns with Reliance Geo, Airtel and Vodafone. Reason? The IT giants want 5G for their captive industrial use in their offices and factories. And they want it without having to bid for it. In other words, almost free or very cheap. Engineering firm L&T and cigarettes-to-hotel group ITC are supporting TCS and its peers. On the other side, telecom companies that have pledged billions of dollars for this massive business opportunity are vehemently opposing this. Now, the Cellular Operators Association of India, or COAI, has written to the telecom ministry saying that if the issue of private networks was not addressed, there would be no business case left. To roll out 5G networks. The stakes are high, and I mean this high.
1: 5G 450 billion dollar
0: And in the middle of this great tug of war is the government. Weary of upsetting either of the two powerful industry lobbies and desperate not to let go of this massive revenue opportunity. It's game on. From the Economic Times, I'm Anirban Chaudhary. It's Tuesday, the 14th of June, and you're listening to Battleground 5G, TechCos versus Telcos, on The Morning Brief. So what's happening? So the Telcos and the TechCos
2: are engaged in a fierce war of words on whether the government should actually directly allocate Spectrum to independent corporate enterprises for setting up their own captive private 5G networks.
0: That's Kalyan Parbat, ET's in-house expert on telecom. Kalyan is a veteran who's been tracking the sector for more than two decades.
2: The tech cos, as in the likes of TCS, Tata Communications, Sigur's giant, ITC, engineering major, Larson and Tubro, they are dead keen and they want the government to directly make such spectrum allotments so that they can set up their own captive 5G networks. And why? Because it would help them transform their manufacturing ambitions, capabilities. They would be able to produce world-class products. They would become more efficient, engage in higher levels of value creation, and use that spectrum to Design either themselves or through their partners, captive private 5G networks in their own corporate backyards and leverage these networks to transform their operations and become far more globally competitive.
0: So the government now owns 5G, or fifth-generation mobile technology spectrum. What spectrum? Basically, airwaves, that ferry data at super fast speeds. The government will put one lakh units of this limited and extremely expensive resource in an auction soon. What will the auction be like? Well, think of multiple billionaires bidding for high-end real estate, but in the air. And while telecom companies have set aside billions of dollars for the upcoming 5G auction, what Kalyan is basically saying is that TCS, l and ITC and others on this side of the fight do not want to bid for the 5G Spectrum. They want it almost free or for a nominal fee. Obviously, a small fraction of what they'd have to pay if they were to bid for the Spectrum in the auction. Why? The key word Kalyan uses is captive. The tech companies are saying that since they are not selling the network to the public, and it's not going to be a revenue generator, they shouldn't be expected to bid for it. If the government were to really allow this kind of private allocation of spectrum, you could suddenly have a situation where the field could get much bigger and where you would have
2: the India's top tech companies, FMCG players, logistics operators, engineering players, lining up for a slice of the 5G action.
0: And more importantly...
2: This would allow these uh, independent enterprises to reduce their overall dependence on telcos for their connectivity requirements.
0: The telcos have panicked. They see this as a huge threat to their expected revenues from this massive business opportunity.
2: And they've told the government quite categorically that if the cabinet clears direct spectrum allotments for captive private 5G networks, to independent enterprises, then it would kill the 5G business case for the telcos. Now, why is that? Because telcos would stand to lose out on enterprise business revenues, as in 5G enterprise business revenues, which would form almost 40% of the overall 5G revenue pie. They've categorically told the government that don't do this because. In such a scenario, we would see no reason to bid enthusiastically in the upcoming auction. Forget about investing in capex-intensive 5G mobile broadband networks. Normally, in a five ahead of any spectrum auction, discussions around pricing tend to hold center stage. This is a unique scenario where it is not just pricing, but this tussle between the tech and the telco lobby over direct. Spectrum allotments for captive private 5G networks, which has become
0: the dominant discussion point. Okay, to understand this tussle, we need to first realize why 5G is so relevant and so critical to industrial use. First, it's super efficient, super fast, super accurate, right? Now, 5G technology could technically be over a hundred times faster than the 4G tech that we use now. What does that mean? Well, you could download a 3 r HD film in under a second. And it won't just connect smartphones and laptops, it will connect cars, homes, machines, factories, robots, even a dog collar to the internet at blistering speeds. But is the retail customer like you and me ready to enjoy its benefits entirely? Perhaps not. Why do I say this? You see, currently, only 5% of mobile phones in the Indian market are 5G compatible. And for those, you would have to shell out at least 15,000 to 20,000 rupees more. And would you then get to enjoy the super-fast, zero-latency benefits that it promises? Again, unlikely. You see, fiberized telecom towers are a basic prerequisite for 5G and only 25% of India's mobile telephone network is fiberized. It's growing, but not very fast. But on the other hand, industry and enterprise, they are more than ready for this. From tech companies, to pharma, to manufacturing, to transport, logistics, hospitality, and even agriculture. From driverless cars, to remote surgery, the number of use cases for this technology is too many to count. And the transformative effect it can have in the industry's productivity? Only too obvious. So that's clearly where the game, the money and the fight is. To get a better understanding, I decided it's best to talk to the two sets of players in this tussle. First up, S.P. Kocher, an Indian Army veteran of 40 years and now the Director General of Cellular Operators Association of India an industry body of telecom companies. General Kocha's estimate of enterprise revenue is actually even higher than Kalyan's.
3: We are trying, as telecom operators, we are trying to roll out our networks at a tremendous cost to us so that the, the, the population of this country, the enterprise of this country can benefit. Now the business case revolves around the premise that 70% of the revenue will come from enterprise business. About 30% or less of the business is to come from retail subscribers. The reason is not far to see. And unlike the US or other Western countries, the Indian population is very price sensitive. They are not going to spend more money on this. And hence, the revenue streams are not going to suddenly start jumping up. To so see the effect it will have on the telcos. They have spent thousands of crores on rolling out a network, assuming that 70% of the revenue will come from enterprise business, 30% at best from the retail segment, and suddenly you find that 70% vanishes.
0: But does it really vanish? I asked TV Ramachandran, president of the Broadband India Forum, an industry body that represents tech behemoths such as Amazon, Google, and TCS, which is the most vocal in demanding private 5G network. Ramachandran was one of the top executives at SR Cellphone, the earliest avatar of Vodafone. Interestingly, he was also one of the key minds behind the formation of the Cellular Operators Association of India, which he is now fighting.
1: The telcos are confusing everybody. This is a completely mythical argument very untenable. And the telcos enterprise revenues, you must all understand, arise mostly from external or public telecommunications of the enterprise, not from any captive usage like robotics, automation, etc. They use it only for external communications. And that is completely protected because even in the proposed system, private enterprises cannot get into public service. So that is blocked for them. I don't, I'm not in that game at all. I don't want public telecommunication service. That is a preserve of the telcos. Let them be in that, let them revel in that, let them do whatever they wish. But these are a completely different game. They are only into captive internal usage where these people are not playing. So the telcos revenues are protected, and in fact, they will rise because due to the improved efficiency of enterprises resulting from digitalization. The volume of traffic, external traffic will grow. 5G is definitely not the sole property of telecom alone anymore. It is not just the property of two, three telcos, but of the hundreds of enterprises and applications that are possible in a country like India. The telcos are being shockingly protectionist and blocking rightful players who are playing a different game in a different playing
0: field. Now, telecom players are also saying that this allocation of spectrum to other companies will lead to the backdoor entry of non-licensed operators in the telecom sector. General Kocher explains,
3: whoever gets this spectrum allocated is not going to roll out their networks on their own they are not telcos so what will they do the only choice they have is they will go to outsourced companies that are going to come up and those companies will become system integrators and possibly lease out equipment set up the networks and provide services to them maybe at a marginal lesser cost than what the telcos will provide and why is that because they are neither regulated nor are they subject to any license nor are they subject to any regulation nor to security implications whereas the telcos have to have to undergo this entire gamut before they start providing. Hence the benefit will go to these aggregates. and this system integrator will take on not one company but multiple such companies who have got spectrum allocated them to them administrative and make a business sense out of it. He becomes ipso facto a deemed telco without having paid for license without having paid for Spectrum and without being subject to any regulation. Is this what is desirable and whom are we benefiting?
0: So I take the ball to Mr. Ramachandran and ask him, can non-telecom companies set up the infrastructure for uh, 5G Spectrum? Of course, absolutely easy.
1: Most people are probably unaware that even today, networks of mobile operators have actually been. Outsource, they are actually being designed and set up and operated, maintained by infrastructure partners like Ericsson, Nokia. Hence, enterprises now can go directly to the vendors themselves for their private networks, not have a middleman involved. If they were to go to a telecom operator, telecom operator will also give it to the infrastructure specialist. So what stops private enterprises from going directly to the Nokia or Ericsson or uh, Huawei or ZTE? or a TCS, or a Tech mindra. So enterprises would actually benefit significantly in terms of cost, quality, and speed of implementation if they are allowed to set up non-telecom companies that are allowed to do their own private 5G spectrum. That's my very strong statement.
0: The other point of contention is that while telcos claim that they can set up 5G network infrastructure for the other companies...
3: Why do they require captive private networks at a discounted price to provide when we as telcos can use 5G technology to give them a realistic piece of the network which is akin to their so-called private network?
1: They say Public networks, they are average networks. Nothing wrong with that, but they are meant for the general public external communications that doesn't demand the strictest availability, redundancy, latency. All characteristics are quite average to meet the public requirement. It can never serve the enterprise's requirements best. That's a given. You have to set up a specialist network to meet the private enterprise's various demands. And those characteristics will vary from enterprise to enterprise. For example, a Maruti Udyog's requirement could be quite different to a Toyota and of course, be quite different to an Apollo Healthcare or to an Ames. That being the case, only the private enterprise knows best its requirements. It can design the network to meet these demanding attributes.
0: Now let's see what happens internationally. Now countries such as Germany, Finland, UK, Brazil, Australia, Hong Kong and Japan have set aside spectrum for private use. In January this year, France and Germany pledged 17.7 million euros of four projects on 5G applications to create an ecosystem for private 5G networks. These international examples have been the cornerstone of the tech company's argument for similar cases in India.
1: If you go to France, all three airports are having private networks. If you go to the railways SNCF, it has got a private network. If you go to their logistics hub, it also has got a private network. There is a port called Livorno Port in Italy, and that went 5G network. It was established in the port to improve the logistics. A remarkable increase in efficiencies. Same model, we projected that to JNPT or to Chennai Port Trust. If we were to do that, 150% return increase on return on in investment. Your return on in investment will jump
0: up 150%. General Kocher, of course, refutes this comparison. He says that unlike other developed countries, if private network becomes a reality here, the telcos will try to recuperate the loss in revenue by increasing prices for the retail customer, thereby making it unaffordable to you and me.
3: So why do we expect things to happen in India the way they've happened in these developed countries? In any case, it has not even happened there yet. They are still rolling out networks. They have only gone to metros. They haven't gone to the countryside. So the proof of the pudding will lie when they go to the countryside, when the deployment costs will be high. Then we will come to know as to what they are doing. So wait for the technology to roll out, wait for it to mature. Then only we should jump to conclusions. If we start following uh, false examples, then we'll land up in a ditch from we can't come out from there. We are a poor country, we can't afford mistakes uh, of that nature. They can, we can't.
0: So what of the government which is in the middle of this tussle? Interestingly, it seems that it's an internal difference within the government, specifically between the Telecom Regulatory Authority of India and the Department of Telecommunications, that is actually perhaps the genesis of this full-blown battle. Kalyan explains. The
2: TRAI, they have openly backed direct allotments for captive private 5G networks to independent enterprises. It wants tech cos to be involved, engineering enterprises, systems integrators, startups to play a prominent role. And all that, it believes, can happen if there would be a proliferation of such captive networks across India. In fact, they went as much as... uh, you know, recommending specific bands in the millimeter and mid-band ranges for independent enterprises to set up captive private 5G networks. But the Department of Telecom disagreed with TRAI. The DOT said, while any independent enterprise corporate is perfectly free to set up or have its own captive private 5G network, but they would need to get the spectrum On lease from the telco. In other words, the DOT is averse to delinking the telco from the captive private 5G game. DOT obviously appears to be more attuned with market realities because it perhaps realizes that if the telcos don't see a business case to buy 5G Spectrum and invest in 5G mobile broadband rollouts going forward, then... You know, they would distance themselves and not really bid enthusiastically in the upcoming sale. And in such a scenario, the DOT stands to lose out on a major revenue opportunity. So they would obviously want to play a delicate balancing act to ensure that the telcos don't distance themselves from the auctions. Because they, after all, have historically been the major principal actors in any spectrum auction.
0: And obviously, the government has a lot riding on the 5G auctions this time round especially after being unsuccessful in its first two attempts. In fact, 5G has been a talking point in New Delhi since 2018.
2: Discussions around 5G started happening back in August 2018. Subsequently, there was talk that very year to, you know, look at a spectrum auction sometime in the second half of 2019. But then there were a host of deterrents. I mean, in October 2019, the AGR blow hit the telcos particularly Airtel and Vodafone idea. They discovered that they owed the government billions of dollars in AGR dues. So they were in no financial position to participate meaningfully in a 5G spectrum auction at that point.
0: In fact, the tides for the telecom industry only turned last year.
2: When the DOT came up with these major big-ticket telecom reforms. So that is when the financial stability stability started returning which is when the government started talking 5g once again
0: and now the government seems to be in a tearing hurry to bring the technology home
1: 5g tezi se roll out ho iske liye sarkar aur industry dono collective efforts ki zarurat hai is dashak ke ant tak hum 6g 6g service bill. launch
0: So this is where things stand. The cabinet approval for the 5G spectrum allocation may come any week. The government wants the auction to happen next month and the first 5G call to be made on August 15th. But before that, it needs to pacify the super-strong industry lobbies that are, pun intended, on two sides of the spectrum. The telecom players are betting big bucks on 5G. They're already unhappy with the spectrum pricing, having asked for a 90% cut but only getting a 40% reduction. The proposal of private network allocation has made them only angrier. In the worst-case scenario, they may stay away from the auction, which is something the government just can't afford. But then it also has to pacify the strong, influential tech companies that say this technology would take them to the next phase of industrial revolution, the so-called Industry 4.0. This fine balance will decide the fate of the 5G auctions, who controls the next big growth phase of connectivity and digitalization, and whether India's economy is $450 billion richer in the next decade and a half. That's all for today. You were listening to Battleground 5G, Telcos versus Techcos on The Morning Brief. This episode was produced by Nehal Chaliawala from ET and Varun Kapahi from Awaz. Sound editors, Indranil Bhattacharji and Radhas Naik from ET, Swati Joshi from Avas. Do like and share this episode if you will. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Do tune in to ET Play, our latest platform for all radio content, including your favorite news podcast, The Morning Brief. Thank you and have a good one. All clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits are given in the description.